Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This is a bonus episode to mark Mental Health Awareness Week 2020, which runs from May the 18th. The theme this year is kindness, and I was lucky enough to chat to Chris O'Sullivan from the Mental Health Foundation, which founded and runs the initiative. Kindness is on all of our minds right now during the coronavirus pandemic, and Chris talks about his own mental health challenges, as well as those we face in freelance life and staff jobs. We explore the concept of kindness for freelancers in particular, looking at the challenges we face and how kindness isn't synonymous with doing too much for other people and burning out. Find more about the week at mentalhealth.org.uk and you can get involved using the hashtag kindnessmatters. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am speaking for a bonus episode to Chris O'Sullivan, who is Head of Business Development and Engagement at the Mental Health Foundation, and we're chatting for Mental Health Awareness Week. Hi Chris, thanks so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Um, Would you like to tell everybody a little bit about what you do and about Mental Health Awareness Week and the theme? I can do, yeah, I should probably tell you what Head of Business Development and Engagement yes. means. It's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those titles that exists in organisations and not in freelance world. Mm. Um, it's uh, a particular voluntary sector thing. It basically means uh, that I look after all of our workplace mental health programmes and also all of our corporate partnerships and corporate engagements. So, you know, definitely a clue, the clue is in the title or, or not as the case will be. So I work for Mental Health Foundation. We are a national mental health charity. We've been around for 70 years and our focus is on prevention in mental health, which broadly speaking means helping people to understand and do more of the things that help protect their mental health and avoid the things that can lead us to distress and to mental health problems. And that's important because it's not just something that we do for ourselves on an individual level it's something that organizations and communities and nations need to look to as well and we work on all those levels so mental health awareness week is something that we started back in 2000 so this has been a while since we've been doing it and the very first one had you know one or two pieces of coverage in probably the guardian um (laughs) and these these days we now reach millions and millions of people through our social media channels and through broadcast and we set the theme for the year uh, each year and we try and pick a topic which is something we can do some research on something which resonates with the public something that resonates with workplaces and schools and all sorts of people and this year we had set the theme of sleep because sleep is a really crucial aspect of our mental health and something that we had covered before in 2011 but the world has changed completely since 2011 we were very interested in sleep and so-called modern life and then and then the pandemic came along yeah. and and the world went we, upside down yeah and, and and you know we have been very clear from the very start that this pandemic is probably the largest threat to public health and public mental health that many of us will see in our lifetime both because of the acute distress caused by the experience of lockdown being at home being more lonely in some sad cases being exposed to to grief and losing Mm. loved ones experiencing things like post-traumatic stress from being in intensive care or being very unwell all of those things you know directly as a result of the pandemic have an impact on our mental health but there is going to be a huge downside uh, as we move through this as well and whatever the new normal looks like there's going to be a transition phase and then probably quite a lot of challenge Mm. and 
as a charity that, that, that looks at the risks to mental health, this was really interesting for us to do. We wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it is our, our duty and our mission to, to, to get involved with that. So we've done a few things. We pivoted our work to producing evidence-based content on mental health and the pandemic. And we have a range of content available on our website in little digestible chunks. We also launched a major research project with uh, four of the leading UK universities to do some polling on how the pandemic was affecting our mental health so that we can plan and we can share that data with others. And we chose to change the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week from sleep to kindness with the hashtag kindness matters Mm -hmm. to really get into a topic which is relevant to all of us and more relevant than ever and something that we we felt could bring people together and um, and that's exactly what's happening it's such a lovely topic because it and i know as the week goes on there's going to be different sort of focuses for the kindness aren't there and it's almost like well yeah like it's so easy for us to say oh be kind and be kind to other people and we must be kind to ourselves but then i think we forget sometimes and especially with our lives being so busy at the moment it's almost like yeah hold on a minute let's just pause and and think about kindness i think it's really really fitting right now as as a theme it really spoke to me definitely there's something quite powerful and simple isn't there about the idea of kindness i think it's really interesting because yes it's simple Uh but there's also a, a hidden depth to it that you get to if you think a bit more. There's a lot of conversations about random acts of kindness and you know doing things out of the blue for people or for people you know. And those things, those things are important, but sometimes they can seem quite superficial. Uh, they are really meaningful and, and often sincerely meant and, uh, and received. But we also, in the week, want a discussion about the kind of society we want to shape as we emerge from this pandemic and what opportunities we have. We all have it in us to be kind mm-hmm. and we want a national conversation to try and build on this as individuals and society. It's, the week is about starting conversations about mental health and the things in our daily life that can affect it. Yeah. And we want everyone, you know, whether you're an individual, whether you're thinking about your business or whether you're in government, to think about how they can be kinder and how we can work together to create a kinder society. I was just thinking well, actually how this relates to freelancing, which we'll get onto in a minute, but you're actually, I think, the first non-freelancer that I've interviewed, but obviously because of the topic we're chatting, but I wondered if you, if you had any freelance element or whether you have ever been freelance or whether you know freelance people and whether that sort of influenced your approach to the theme, I guess, and the fact that we're going to talk about being kind yeah. as a self yeah i mean we can we, we, we can get onto diversity and inclusion but here i am saying that some of my best friends are freelancers mm-hmm. and actually that's true i sometimes work as a wedding photographer um, oh, wow. which is a bit of a freelance of mine although i find that professional photography is too much of a uh, you know photography is too much of a love as a hobby to be able to take it on and make it into a business and i think um you know at various points in my career where i've felt perhaps a bit precarious or felt that I might want a bit of freedom it's the option to freelance has been there and I've never had the courage to take it and that's in part because I have in my past had experience of mental health problems I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at university and Mm -hmm. as a result the security of the kind of sick leave support and that kind of thing that you get in an employer was always a big thing for me but I know many many freelancers who have a lived experience whose mental health is part of the reason why they chose to freelance and the courage Mm. they show on a daily basis the courage that all freelancers show in choosing to strike out on your own is something that that I can admire 
greatly from afar and as it as you know i'm coming on this podcast i went out to my network of of freelancers and asked them for their thoughts and uh, floodgates cool. were opened um so i have some things to share today and possibly some things that i could share in other places in in time to go so if you're if you're one of the people who gave me an input and you're listening to this then uh, i'm not going to name you but you might hear something that you contributed oh yeah thanks to everyone that did that's awesome and thank you for doing such amazing research this is a top brownie points for guesting there do you think during the crisis I mean, as we're chatting, I'm going to do the date again, because I mean, I know it's going out in Mental Health Awareness Week, which is the 18th of May onwards, 2020. But we're chatting on Wednesday, the 13th of May. I'm in England and we're sort of tentatively phasing out of lockdown. You're in Scotland, so you're still under slightly different measures. But do you think during the crisis we're learning to be kind again? I mean, there's so many wonderful things that people have been doing. Is it almost like this crisis has made us go, well, we've got to be nice to each other. We're not nice enough to people we don't know and to ourselves has there been an element of that do you think i'd like to hope that there is Mm. um i think for some of us we've had time to think and time to give stepping off that daily grind spending more time with people we live with or in our communities gives us an opportunity uh that's something that a lot of us who do as i do a hyper commute so i commute to london and glasgow from uh east lothian which is near edinburgh so i spend a lot of time on trains and my life is often very, very packed. And, and one of the things that many of us find hard to give is that gift of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also though know that some of the freelancers I'm in touch with construct their work so that they can spend time volunteering and helping others. And I think there's a lot of opportunities within this. That certainly some of the freelancers I spoke to said that other people are suddenly understanding a bit more about what it's like, both the positives yeah. and, and the challenges. You know, another big thing on that is that we, we're facing a crisis. Everyone is feeling fear anxiety unease even grief we, we we look for ways to do for others things that we'd like for ourselves mm. and we see things like the support for captain tom's walk and the thursday evening celebrations how important it is for people to have a way of connecting through kindness and i do think we're rediscovering meaning in our kindness as well we're seeing that impact of small and free things on other people and feeling the benefits to ourselves and perhaps it's been easy in the past to signal kindness without really backing that intention up with deeds and thoughts yeah whether because of that time thing or whether it's a need to impress or to be seen and i i do think that that's changed a bit so it's really interesting to think about what comes next you know how can we retain these new connections and this new sense of community and spirit uh, and that's a big question for us this week and a great hope that we have i really do hope i mean god it would be awful wouldn't it if everyone suddenly went oh we're allowed out again let's not be kind to each other anymore because so and so can go to the shop for themselves now i won't ever check yeah. if they're all right it would be devastating if all of this positivity yeah. disappeared oh that would it, break my heart it's really interesting because we've got two young children they're, they're five and seven and they've both had a birthday during lockdown mm. and uh, it's been really interesting to see how we've connected with friends and family in that period and there by and large there have been fewer presents mm-hmm. that have been more well thought out uh <laughs> things that i have wrapped things that you can get uh, online but people genuinely are thinking about what they do and that's that's just a you know one one 
thing that happened you know in our house but if there are things out there in the world let's put on a really uh, hopeful face on this but yeah. you know as we're saying whilst we're talking about individual acts of kindness and doing things for others we're also talking about the big meaty subjects we're talking about what would our world be like if we decided to base our immigration system on kindness mm. what would the world look like if instead of punitive justice we looked at things like restorative justice and looking at the public health impact of addressing offending in different ways so we're we're looking at some real meaty stuff as well as the the easy stuff that we can all do for ourselves wow this is anyone who's listened to this by the way at the end there will be details of where people can access all of the things all the resources and everything i'll get you to tell everybody at the end with the website and, and instagram and everything so people can follow all week and and delve into into the theme to the level they'd like to the days are kind of planned out aren't they and i know i think it's friday of mental health awareness week the theme is particularly kindness to yourself and that's something that really struck a chord for me as a freelancer because i thought well i've been through periods of being really really hard to myself as a self-employed person and i think freelancers are often very hard themselves i mean do you think that self-employed people and did your friends feedback on this that they're we're kind of we are quite unkind to ourselves as business people we're, we're hard on ourselves we tell ourselves we're not doing enough we're not succeeding enough we're not earning enough we're not clever enough etc would you agree with with that uh, yes yeah i do <laughs> um you know as a as an employed person i feel that as well but mm. i i think in this day and age or in the day and age before this this pandemic and this lockdown i'm cautiously hopeful that it might change mm. you know there was a lot of that in corporate worlds and in in freelance and i yeah. spoke to a lot of people who talked about this in various ways and you know in any workplace mental health topic whether or not you're talking about freelancing or corporate world or nhs or whatever the whole thing is about how the nature of work interacts with your own values and personality and beliefs mm -hmm. and you know what the interplay between those are and when you run your own business or you work for yourself there's there's literally nowhere to hide um, you know you are your brand and everything falls to you and that can mean that you take on huge responsibility to grow and to push yourself. And that's certainly something that, that I've seen in people that I know and have come across. Mm -hmm. But also practically taking holiday or time off sick often means you aren't earning or you're letting clients down. So it's a real challenge. There's no enhanced maternity leave or pension payments, things like that as well. And it all needs to be factored in. Yeah. Certainly something else that came up, one of my pals said that they often felt in survival mode. Mm, um, and that worry and you know firefighting and comparing to others and they found that the hustle mindset was really unhelpful this idea that you're uh, mm. you know you're out there and you're putting this and and I, I quite like that and also something that I that really resonated with me was about putting yourself out there because you are your own brand mm. you have to put your whole self out there for judgment and deal with knockbacks you're not putting the corporate name out there you're putting your own name out there and it, it can be hard to take those knockbacks whoever you are and you can learn but you know it can also sting your commissioners don't give you that caring feedback oh no so get ignored all the time like yeah, professional yeah, so ghosting is rife i would say my friend coined this phrase i, I don't know if she got it from somewhere else but yeah well, you just no, get used to being ignored which is like someone saying your idea is rubbish <laughs> yeah it's why it's why coaching and mentoring can be a really good idea for for, for freelancers and, and and professional networks where you can you can build that up and you know some of my network we're talking about the challenge of working with contractors because mm. reasonably they require high quality work whatever the circumstance you know it means as a freelancer you're always on 
yeah. there's sometimes no space to learn new skills or grow into a role or mm. uh, no space for an off day if you've promised something often there's somewhere to hide if you're a if you're in a job one of my um, friends was saying that that they had squeezed meetings in amongst jury duty that they'd stuck a smart top over their pjs to do a, a skype interview for a job whilst sick mm-hmm. they had done depth interviews whilst in bed um you know completed reports from a hospital bed things oh like that God. if you have the kind of razor sharp client focus that you need to succeed as a freelancer it's very easy to write yourself a a check that you can't cash Mm. on your boundaries because as I do if I did that or when I've done that my boss has quite rightfully said what on earth are you doing it's only Mm. a job yeah (laughs) no one else to check in for freelancers what lovely boss you have that would check in like that that's really nice yeah and we we have an an embarrassment of of riches in that department you know yes I guess uh, (laughs) not everyone does in the voluntary sector but we have we've been really fortunate to to, to have things I guess another thing which which popped up actually when I was chatting to my networks was around mm. understanding and flexibility from contractors in the way you would mm. in the current crisis lots of employers have been very good at accepting that parents can't do eight hour days or and or look after children but that flexibility may not be there for freelancers mm. because the contractor wants what they pay for yeah. uh, so if you're a single parent that's that's really challenging and I think you know there's a wider issue around equality and diversity which we can come into but certainly what came up from my colleagues was that if you are a woman or a working mother and you're a freelancer things are sometimes more challenging for you than they may be for other people and that's a pressure yeah no I totally relate I'm not a mum myself but I know a lot of working mums a lot of women who are freelance working mums and and yeah the idea that, that I think a lot of people think that freelance life is very sort of free and exciting and oh we dance to our the beat of our own drum and it's like, well, you'll be all right because you're freelance and you've got the kids at home. It's like, well, that's the same as having a job and having the kids at home. That's, that's literally the same thing. It's, there's no difference to be made, is there? But it's like, I think they always think, well, if you're freelance, you're kind of setting your own hours. But then that means, well, you're then childcare during the day and freelance all night. It's unsustainable, isn't it? And it then comes back to the kindness thing of thinking, well, if a, if a client isn't kind to you as a freelancer, it's hard to want to be kind back when you're not shown kindness. So then your back gets up a bit and you get a bit sort of you feel it might feel huffy towards them and then there's a negativity feeling and then you worry that you've been huffy or something and yeah off you spiral in yeah it's quite hard to sort of say be kind it's there is an evidence base around it you know and doing things like gratitude practice where you write down the things that you're grateful for every day does have have an impact on our mood and if we approach things like difficult conversations from a position of kindness and it doesn't have to mean capitulating or not Mm -hmm. negotiating but, you know, I'm a big fan of Renee Brown, as I know you are. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, she's very clear on her, you know, clear is kind. And learning to say no and set boundaries is in itself, for yourself or for others, yes. you know, is an, is an act of kindness if it's done authentically and not in a manipulative way. But that's kind of top level ninja mental health sometimes. It sometimes, <laughs> it, so, it some takes, sometimes takes a long and hard road into yourself to work out what it is that causes your challenge and to be able to set that aside for others but yeah I think I think there's an awful lot of stuff happening with everyone in the world at work at the moment and it's you know all the things you see tend to default towards the employed 
and you know we've seen the various schemes that exist and we know that there are a number of freelancers who are falling through those gaps so from the very practical finance and goodness knows the the cash flow is lumpy and bumpy anyway and chasing invoices is hard Uh, in terms of if you can't do your freelance under lockdown the the support which is there is is a real challenge and i think there's a big thing in terms of to help them self-employment because you know there is a certain flexibility but there's also precarity mm-hmm. you know, it can be really hard to make a good living or support a family depending on what your freelance is and how much or what you're able to put in now lots of people choose self-employment for the flexibility which is great but sometimes and almost increasingly people are choosing freelance and entrepreneurial careers as a way to rebalance after yeah. corporate careers or after a period of illness or after a period of change and there's an increasing focus on encouraging people who are out of the labor market completely to consider self-employment as a way to join the workforce so you know i think one of the things for, for me systems and structures with which you have to interact if you are self-employed they don't mitigate towards kindness but they're not they don't mitigate towards simplicity either yeah um, i think i think if i were to go self-employed the idea of freedom would be great but the practicality would be a real challenge and so i do doff my hat to, to, to people who uh, are able to do that i think there's a lot of people i mean myself included and that's going to change for me as different things happen with freelance fields but i've always mixed working from home a bit and then doing in-house work so i often might book in for a couple of weeks or a couple of months what they call shifts somewhere so then I go in, I don't really, I'm not on a contract so much as just sort of signed up for the shift. So then I go in to the office for whatever publication it is and have a bit of office interaction and a bit of all of that experience. Mm-hmm. And then I work from home a bit more. But I guess at the moment, a lot of people aren't going to be able to do that because places aren't operating. You know, all the teams that you'd normally go in and work with, they're working from home or they're furloughed. And suddenly it was like a, a kind of a, a drawbridge coming down, just an immediate, yeah. no, that, that line of your work's going to halt. And then you sort of think, exactly like you said and your friend said you then sort of think right what should I do what should I do what should I do and we often forget to just go maybe just don't do anything for a couple of days which is scary yeah. a little bit but maybe just I've taken to running baths I keep putting this on Instagram but maybe just run a bath and oh yeah drink it's, it's... put the radio on and just think okay I can't control this right I've just got to do some self-care now yeah yeah I think well, I think there's an interesting point that you were making about coming in and doing and doing shifts one of mm-hmm. one of my uh, friends talked about team dynamics changing at the moment and the impact on outsiders who are consultants which is something which that drawbridge thing and that holding people in you can feel you can feel a bit of an outsider if you're a regular consultant and at the foundation we've there's a number of regular consultants we use who we've been able to support you oh, know, through this through this uh with, with skills but it's not the same for it's not the same for everyone it's certainly an uncertain time for people uh, something that one of my my friends said uh, you know you have to find ways to define and acknowledge your own wins and take them where you can you know rather than necessarily be reliant on conventional definitions of success finding your own measures of success can be really interesting and difficult one of my favorite quotes ruthie henshaw the musical theater actor Mm. uh, said uh, you know we're always judging uh, our insides by everybody else's outsides oh so true Um, you know and in an insta generation we know we're challenged by FOMO and we know we're challenged by comparison with others and we know we are a bit uncertain about whether what we do what we're doing for our freelance is making a difference or making enough money for us or we've got a mother or a friend who always says well they've got jobs at Aldi you know you could just do that um 
you know, you, you, you're looking for what somebody says is their goal and their win, and your win and your freelance might have a very different perspective on success to somebody that's else. So lovely, because it ties in with what you said before as well about the gratitude thing. And a couple of friends and I have been doing on our WhatsApp group, we've been saying what we're grateful for each day. But it never occurred to me to do it for work. Like I've yeah. been doing my sort of my wins and my gratitude for, you know, I'm really grateful for my friends and I'm really grateful for the food in my freezer. But I never thought to sit down and say, okay, what am I grateful for? So for example, at the end of today, I can, I can say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm really, really grateful that Chris spoke to me for my podcast. That's a huge win. And then yeah. Yeah, you sort of sit with that and almost think, well, yeah, when you break it down, if a friend said to you that that was their win, you probably send them a card and say, congrats on all the work yeah. you're doing we don't do that for ourselves it's, yeah. yeah yeah I think if you get to a point where you have to think to yourself if a friend did this would I be proud of them mm. and you think well I, I wasn't proud of myself maybe there's a time there that you've got some work to do mm-hmm. you know maybe there's a challenge there I think actually something that came up again see all these friends that I have um, I love that you canvass them. That's fantastic. Well, they're, they're, they're all they're all people on my Facebook, so they they are most of them genuine friends. But they're they're on my Facebook. There was an interesting thing that came up about mates' rates. Mm-hmm. You know, freelancers are often asked mm-hmm. to do people favors or mates' rates or pro bono work. Yeah. Uh, or you know a couple of hours extra but we can't pay you for it but it'll set you up for the future or mm. having done a bit of photography you know we can't pay you but it'll look great in your portfolio that can it can go quite quickly change from this idea that you're giving skills and time as an act of generosity to feeling a bit used yeah it's great to come in with this idea of what can i bring to this situation not what can i take but that sounds a bit like an insta trope. I really like this idea of authentic collaboration and showing vulnerability appropriately, which kind of links back to the Brene Brown stuff about being clear mm. uh, to be kind. So you'd be altruistic if you want. If you're a if you're a broadcaster and you could go help a community group to set a podcast up, do that. But recognize how that is fitting in with your business and don't you know give away your business and all the time that you have so that same friend suggested perhaps finding ways to give because you're happy or want to maybe a system where you give a certain number of hours and when you or you give when you've reached a certain level of income each month that you want and you're reframing kindness to others as a freelancer yeah Um, but but often saying no is the key skill there and being comfortable with no and being comfortable with walking past opportunity yeah and saying no, it's kind to yourself, isn't it? Sometimes if you've got no time, you're going to send yourself into a really negative place by saying yes and then doing something and perhaps not performing as well as you want to or feeling like you've let them down or just becoming exhausted because you're doing too much. Yeah. Well, I think you can, you can suppress your urge to kindness when you're busy. And I think there's a number of things that we suppress when we are under challenge and a lot of the things that are good for our mental health are things that we don't do when we're in difficulties exercise for example movement one of the strongest evidence bases out there for mild to moderate depression but when you're you know it sounds very clinical but when you are down and feeling terrible about yourself and have done for a couple of weeks the last thing you want to do is put on joggers and go out for a run but it's the best thing that can happen and in the work that I do when I'm at training in workplaces often the things that are counterintuitive are the things that you need but it's very hard to see that you need them Mm. so sometimes having a buddy can help so we've got 10 ways to look after your mental health and they're on our website there's a version for work Uh, and some of them are very obvious things like eat well and talk uh, talk about your feelings uh, do something that you're good at or something you enjoy is how I often get told it because people say they're they're not good at singing but they really enjoy it 
do it yeah, anyway. And, yeah. and, you know, no, nobody, not even, not even the top level Instagram influencer does all 10 of those things. But what we try and do is say, find two or three of those things that you rely on and make mm-hmm. sure you've got them in the plan. And then find two or three of those things that you're really bad at or you find difficult and see, either say, actually, I'm not going to do that. Or I would like to work on one or two of those things and then chop and change them around. It's, it's, it's not easy at the moment because you know, if you're a gym bunny, there's no gym. There probably won't be a gym. There's not been a gym for six weeks and there might not be for another six weeks. So you've got to find new ways of, of doing those things. So putting all of your money on red uh, and saying, you know, the thing I do is gym is quite risky for our mental health and diversifying and finding different hobbies and different ways of connecting, building a tapestry, if you like, that uh, that is interwoven and strong and resilient. Again, I'm straying into sort of uh, lifestyle podcast t- t- territory there. It's really important. But, the, you know, I, one thing I hear quite often is in a corporate space often is fit your own oxygen mask yeah. before before helping others. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure whether I love it. Okay. I prefer, I, I also don't like the mental illness is just like a broken leg analogy. And that's probably another story. But <laughs> the, the version, the version I, I, I like is that you can't serve from an empty vessel. Yeah. Um, so a lot of us spend all of our time pumping our energies and all of our efforts into our business mm-hmm. and then into our families and then into our communities and then into our other commitments and there's very little left for you yeah and any relationship counselor will tell you that you it's very hard to love another if you can't love yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, and the same goes in relation to kindness it's value you get from showing kindness and and fostering deliberate kindness in your life is greater if you can find a way to be kind to yourself although I fully appreciate from personal experience and others that that is aspirational sometimes you have to find an uneasy truce with yourself and sometimes finding an uneasy truce with yourself is harder than another person's journey to showing kindness to themselves it is difficult and you know have we forgotten to be kind was one of the questions you yeah that's literally the next thing I was going to say to you is yeah do you think we have beforehand I think some of us have got out of the habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to say that this is a sort of Ebenezer Scrooge moment or a sort of Witches of Eastwick type thing. But, you know, <laughs> I think people are rediscovering simple things and they are rediscovering acts of kindness in a, a time where everyone is challenged. We are not all in the same boat on this. We're all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same mm-hmm. boat. Yeah. And there are things, for example, we do a lot of work on health inequalities, for example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are seeing from the data that people who are experiencing different kinds of challenge and different kinds of inequality are disproportionately affected by the epidemic. And there's lots of research going on as to find out why those may be. Mm. But perhaps as we learn from this epidemic, more people will be aware of undercurrents which have always affected people whether that is people who are in precarious work or uh, people from specific ethnic minorities who are more at risk of having uh, health conditions which mm. uh, you know put yourself put you at risk of of, uh, of of a worse outcome with with covid-19 those are not new things necessarily but they aren't things that everybody's been aware of um, yeah. and whether or not you are a campaigning warrior on structural inequalities or a person who suddenly become aware of five neighbours that they'd never spoken to before it's a step along a kindness road 
yeah oh, i like that yeah we're on a little road together aren't we it's kind of like it's, some of us has made a huge leap i guess recently but it's about continuing on down that in some capacity and to yeah. others and ourselves yeah yeah whatever one step forward looks like for you we've got a lot of people who've told us their stories for for this week and mm-hmm. there are some incredible uh, acts of altruism and amazing daring things you know things that would even get on the bbc's uh, homepage. but there are also really small things that make a massive difference the impact of your act of kindness is not proportional to the magnitude of that act a small thing can mean a huge amount to a person there's an element of transaction around kindness as well and perhaps in the past we have maybe said oh I'm going to be kind and I'm going to do this for someone and who hasn't had I'm thinking back to the time when we first had children and everybody had advice for us (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and they offer out of the kindness of their heart you know people say out of the kindness of your heart and they mean it's a bit like saying with the greatest respect yeah you know sometimes and I think we've, we've got to we've got more authentic about our kindness and I think that's one of the big things for me with this week we're starting to feel it more we're starting to work out and ask people what they need and be okay with asking for what we need mm. and that sets up a climate where people can be more authentically kind oh, God, i really relate to that as someone who's self-employed because i kind of think you know one of the other things that i quickly wanted to ask you about was like the idea of collaborating and for me as a journalist it's always been like don't give people your contacts don't talk to other people be really closed off because it's so competitive and as i've sort of joined other freelance groups and realized that actually collaboration is a really wonderful thing and that actually if you share and tag other people they might tag you back and it's all a lovely collaborative hopefully generally thing but it's that that idea of yeah sort of you know sort of it doesn't have to be kindness with uh, what's the word i'm looking for kindness with a motive it's just the idea of just yeah. being kind and sharing because especially in the self-employed community everyone needs a bit of kindness and and that one click you might you know that one tag you might give someone on Facebook saying why not try my friend so-and-so they're a designer might just be what lifts people out of a a difficult time I think it's there's that pay it forward thing and there's that you know what does an act of kindness look in a workplace context you know we can't really go over and make a cup of tea for our workmate at the moment or our or our shared office space buddy you know there are things you can do you could you can go and make a recommendation on someone's linkedin you can send someone a note when you've seen that they've done a bit of work and say i really like that piece of work i saw your name on it and if it's if it's a rival you can you can send it to a rival and say i wish i'd got that piece of work or i bid for that piece of work but i'm glad you got it that's a challenge you know that that yeah that's a real that that's a real challenge because then there's a then there's an element of transaction are they gonna are they gonna see that as you poking at them you know does it matter you could connect someone up as you're saying i mean there's some really interesting things like bni and business networking type things where where people set set each other up for stuff but you will know bni i've not heard of that it's a a networking thing where you have people from different uh, jobs who all get together in a particular area and so there's always a you know a photographer and a a electrician and a a, um, you know a marketing specialist or a travel agent or whatever they they kind of try to use each other and recommend each other so i guess there's an element of there's collaboration in your own space um, and I think that is a really hard thing for us to do, bearing in mind our FOMO and our mm. uh, fear of failure and our um, comparison issues. But at this point, there's a real opportunity to do that, although it can be really difficult. 
sometimes to, to reach out and collaborate if the other person then the experience doesn't go well shall we say but forgiving that you know kindness and forgiveness go quite well together and you know you some people may you know throw it back in your face but most will not most yeah. will rec- remember it and others may see it so yeah i think it's i, I think it's really important but then co- collaboration outside your space is also really important if you have a skill in your freelance or in your life that you can offer to something like a community aid group at the moment mm. you know so you maybe aren't the person who can carry food parcels to people because you have had a transplant and you're immunocompromised yeah. but you're really good on social media you could offer that skill you can offer a skill that you have to a to a group of people or you could connect people you know up to people yes. you know have a need oh i love a practical tip i'm all about the practical tips i love the idea of the linkedin as well because you kind of think i think linkedin's a bit of like the forgotten social media where actually a lot happens and I'm trying to curate my LinkedIn a little bit more. And actually it's a case of, well, yeah, if you, all you need to do is just click on that button that says, would you recommend so-and-so for these skills? Five seconds, click, mm-hmm. click, click. That might be the difference between them getting that next contract or them being seen by someone who might want to work with them. It's, it's little bits by bits. So, yeah. Same goes with Twitter and with Instagram and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and other kinds of things. But yeah, try it. See how, see how it goes. You've, you've got nothing to lose. We had quite an effort to come up with a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all sorts of hashtags that we could have used. Oh. And we came down to a few and the one that one was kindness matters and um, that's the thing that summed it up for us because always the challenge is to link the theme of mental health awareness week to mental health specifically and kindness matters to mental health but kindness matters in the world it matters whether you're the prime minister or whether you are the post delivery person or whoever you are it, it it matters it matters to you it matters to the world and it matters to the person who receives that as a kindness so that's why we went for it brilliant so everyone if you're sharing anything this coming week as, as you hear this podcast share it with hashtag kindness matters yeah and then where can people yeah. find all of the resources for the mental health foundation in mental health awareness week tell us everywhere they might need to go or want to follow to find everything you guys are doing the main place is is, is the website so mentalhealth.org.uk nice nice and easy and you'll find all the mental health awareness week content on there as well as a huge range of uh, of other information about all aspects of mental health how-to guides all sorts of things and lots of practical tips on working from home of which most freelancers are are expert but there's particularly some things around managing burnout and risk of burnout during the lockdown so all the coronavirus content is on mentalhealth.org.uk forward slash coronavirus which might be something that you want to look at this advice on parenting on coping if you have an existing mental health problem things like that you can find us on all on on all the major uh, on all the major channels on instagram we have really increased our presence on instagram dramatically over the past couple of years with a very loyal following uh, on at mental health foundation on twitter we're at mental health mm-hmm. uh, we we were gifted the uh, the handle at mental health by a supporter and oh. uh, it's uh, it's been really great uh, and we're on yeah. facebook as well so there's 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 all sorts of things you can do and one of the things we've been asking people to do with the social media during the week is to tell us about a time where a small act of kindness from somebody else made a real difference to your mood and to share that uh, with the hashtag kindness matters and the hashtag mental health awareness week and we'll be sharing some of those and and curating some of those together so uh, we're hoping to see a wave of kindness which is uh, not just for the week but for uh, the foreseeable future and beyond perfect Oh, Chris, thank you so much. I'm going to go away and think of my 
act of kindness that someone's done for me and then I'll share that in the coming week I'm going to have a real good think about about who I'm going to champion for their act of kindness uh, that's yeah. really really lovely thank you so much for joining me I really appreciate all of your insight and thanks again to all of your freelance friends who provided some insight as well I really appreciate that pleasure Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to rate and review it. I would be super grateful. If you'd like to find out more about Freelance Feels, it's at freelance underscore feels on Twitter and Instagram, freelancefeels.com online, and there's now a Freelance Feels newsletter at freelancefeels.substack.com. See you again soon.